we have gotten away from that in our society. And so few people get quiet enough, long enough to actually hear either what God has to say to you or what the universe or your own intuition. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 302. And today, if you've been hustling way too hard and you know something's got to change, this episode is for you. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders, your host, Melanie Benson, Authority Amplifier here. And today I've got a guest joining me. We're going to talk about something that's really near and dear to my heart. It's one of the success growth myths that so many people have bought into that actually works against them on the long term. But I will tell you, it is a radically different way of growing your business. It's a more sustainable way but it might just challenge a lot of the assumptions you've made. And we're going to talk about the hustle and how to heal the mindset that's hurting so many people. You know, it made me think about um, one of the tenets that I teach in my Amplify programs is the idea that when we're in our superpower, our unique business superpower, the way we grow, the way we um, the impact more lives, the way the income the revenues have a steady stream flowing in. The stem of it, the way I teach it, is that we have to really understand that superpower and build our business around it. We have to really like start with the end in mind and think about like what kind of lifestyle do I want to have? And we have to make sure that the business model that we have created actually supports that. Because way too often you just kind of follow someone's advice and you Um, look at what other people have and you dive deep into creating that and you lose yourself. And I think that's a lot of where this hustle culture comes from is we always are striving for so much more than we have the capacity to reach on our own or uh, we, we like buy into this whole concept of there's never an end to our ambition. And there's nothing wrong with ambition. But for a lot of people, this hustle culture is very damaging. And so I love this conversation today. But I also want to share a resource with you before we drop in. If you do not yet have a copy of my seven-step framework to creating another 125000 a year or more in your business, I'd like for you to head over right now to amplifywithmelanie.com and download it. Because when we recognize that everything gets easier when we are building our business and our offerings and our messaging around our superpower. Uh, We may be putting effort in, but there is a sense of flow that comes with it. Okay. So that's one of the ways I like to uh, approach building businesses that are more sustainable. So amplifywithmelanie.com to get today's resource and tune in now to hear a very powerful conversation with Jessica Butts on Healing the Hustle. Welcome back, Amplifiers. We're talking about Healing the Hustle today, and I've got a special guest joining me. Let me introduce you to Jessica Butts. She is a psychotherapist, 
a three times author, a Myers Briggs expert, corporate trainer, and keynote speaker. In Jessica's work over the past 20 years with personality type and human behavior, she has found a way for women to balance their ambitious ways that keep them constantly doing with new ways to help them also be. She is practicing what she preaches and recently sold everything she owns and fulfilled her lifelong dream by moving to Maui to heal her hustle while also while also running her successful business. Now she's on a mission to help other women learn how to heal their hustle. And Jessica, welcome to the show. And I can only imagine that living on Maui, it's almost like it you you can't even hustle. Like there the hustle doesn't even exist on Maui. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie, for having me. And it is true. Uh, when I first got here about five months ago, I I kind of, I'll be honest, I made fun of people a little bit. There's a lot of what I call existing here. Yeah. Um, many, many, many people come here to get away from the mainland hustle culture. There's a lot of existing. And again, at, in the beginning, I was uh, kind of judging it and making fun of it. And now I'm uh, getting to a place where I'm learning to adopt it. So it has been yeah. quite a transition. There's been a lot of life lessons. I'm actually doing my own podcast uh, in real time. So I'm recording them on Tuesdays and they go live on Thursdays uh, just because there's so many life lessons coming that I think are relevant for your listeners, my listeners, so many women um, in our society that are trying to heal our own hustle. So mm-hmm. there's lots to talk about here. Lots to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I personally came out of a corporate environment where hustle was the norm. And if you weren't working, you know, 12, 14 hour days, you were seen as uh, like (laughs) non-productive. So, uh, you know, I know I brought a lot of that into my um, work as an entrepreneur and it took a lot to rewire that. Uh, What do you see as like the hustle, like what is hustle culture and Why do you see it as such a a challenge for so many people right now? Yeah, hustle culture is, uh, I've been an entrepreneur for about 11 years. So it's certainly in corporate America, but it's absolutely in the entrepreneurial world as well. Uh, My first episode back after a bit of a hiatus uh, was about this, was my entrepreneurial trauma response. And I, with my work as being an entrepreneur, but also a psychotherapist and kind of a human behavior expert and type expert, um, there's a couple of reasons why we're all hustling right now, specifically women. Um, and it goes back to nature and nurture. So it's absolutely a personality type trait. There are certain women, there are certain people that innately we are born into this world, more hustle culture. So it's called the J personality type. And it's the last letter of the Myers-Briggs. And there's people that are much, much, much better at being. And then there's people that are doers. And innately, we already have some ticks against us. And so that is part of the work. It's probably, I I guess, half if we're thinking of nature and nurture. But again, I would be a terrible therapist if I didn't look at all of the learned behaviors. And that's really the nurture. And most of Healing the Hustle book, which I'm hoping will be out in early 2023, um, but the podcast is going on now for those that are interested in listening, um, is all of the things that go on 
in our nurture. So this is our family of origin, our culture of origin, this unbelievable inundated social media world that we live in right now, where we have more information than we want or need at our fingertips at any moment. And also that is especially in our capitalist society in America, that this is a, a badge of honor, how busy we are, how many things that we're doing. So when I was in hypnotherapy school, I went to hypnotherapy school after graduate school to become a therapist. I learned about this analogy of the bucket. And the book is really based on this. And I think it's a great analogy to answer the question as to why we are hustling. And so what happens to humans through the nurture and the evolution of growing up in our crazy society and all that's happened in the last 30 years you know you and I are looks like you know 50 plus so I'm 49 so I'm kind of consider myself in that category um and how much has changed in the last 30 years and sometimes we don't take a moment to look at it <clears throat> but the bucket analogy is really that each of us Melanie has a hole in the bottom of our bucket from trauma this is big T traumas, little T traumas. And the hole can be a pinprick, depending on how much trauma or how much healing we've done. Or it can be a quarter, or there's plenty of people that have no bottom in their bucket. So what we do as human beings is we go outside of ourselves to, to fill ourselves up. We shop. We are unbelievably obsessed with buying things in our culture giving away everything I own was one of the most like it's still like triggering it was the most unbelievable experience to to buy all of this stuff accumulate a three-bedroom house as a one per, one single person all of the stuff I had and to see how much money and what I was trying what void I was trying to fill by buying all this stuff or drinking or drugs or <clears throat> over sexing or uh, over busying or all of the things that were involved in triangulation gossip all the things outside of our bucket we go outside of ourselves to try to fill our bucket well it doesn't take a genius to realize that if we haven't tended to fixing the hole in the bottom of our bucket it's never enough and so that is the feeling, Melanie. We continuously keep searching for the thing and we're exhausted and we're overwhelmed and we're sad and we're anxious and we're depressed and we can't figure out what's going on. So we do more and we buy more and we exercise more and we drink more and we do all of the things and it's never gonna be enough. So yeah. the healing process is cutting it out, cutting it out. And the majority of my private clients have, you know, have a, a thriving psychotherapy practice and the majority of my clients come to me and that suggestion is the most terrifying aspect is to actually stop and get quiet. And so part of what I'm doing is trying to be an example of that. I moved here by myself. Uh, I knew nobody and it is um, overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's terrifying. It's wonderful. Um, it's exhilarating. And it's um, I'm trying to be an example to what it's like to shut out all of that crap, the TikTok, the reels, the 
pot, sorry, but I've got a podcast, you've got a podcast, but we're listening to too many things instead of healing and then listening to our intuition. The greatest gift we have is our intuition. And we have gotten away from that in our society. And so few people get quiet enough, long enough to actually hear either what God has to say to you or what the universe or your own intuition has to say to you. So, you know, there's, you know, 200 page book about to come out about all the ways to do that, which we won't be able to cover in our short time together. But that's, that's why, and that's part of, of how we need to do some healing. Yeah, I think collectively and individually, you know, I, I, but I want to come back to something you just mentioned, and that's big T, little T trauma. Um, I, I, I definitely see a link for so many people between the unfulfilled ambition, like there's never enough success and unhealed trauma. So you you talk about hustle, but I'm just wondering, I, I think there are some other signs probably, and I'm just curious before we move on and like start, start unpacking a little bit more about hustle, is there any other like signs, I don't want to say symptoms because I don't want to frame it that way, but like what else might be occurring that's causing, that, that you recognize that someone's maybe trapped in this hustle culture and it's in their blind spot? Yeah, I mean, that's a... Great question and a humongous question. Okay, maybe and, we'll make it simple. <laughs> and one of, I mean, so one of the main ways is asking ourselves just straight up, am I doing this because I want to do this or am I doing this for shoulds? Mm. And about 99.9% .9 of the time, excuse me, <clears throat> it's a should. We're doing it because we should want to make our parents happy or we have, uh, or the shoulds of a, being an entrepreneur. I've been, I've got stuck in that trap for sure. Oh, I should have a team. Oh, I should want to make a million dollars. Oh, I should want to grow. I should, 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 should. And so that is number one. And then the other thing I will say to that, which is a, a little bit off topic, um, is the the likelihood that your trauma is related to your family of origin or your primary caregivers is also 99.9% .9 of the work. So my degree, my um, master's degree is in uh, family systems. And, you know, when I was doing it, you know, I was a lot younger and I thought, okay, all right, like, this is good. And now that I'm, you know, 49 years old, I realize it's, it's all, it's everything. It, our adult attachment, so if you've never heard of adult attachment or attachment theory, that's something to look up. Our avoidant attachment, our anxious attachment, our reactive attachment is always because of a trauma from our parents. And that doesn't, they could actually be pretty good people, but they guaranteed screwed you up some way. And so mine, and I always share very honestly about mine, mine was my, I was never good enough for my mom. And so I, oh, I, now I, I performed for 48 years, Melanie, as a therapist, like I, it's, you know, I, I try to not say it's embarrassing because we're never going to be fully healed. That's why the book is not called heal the hustle. It's healing because until the day we die, we're going to be working on this stuff. And so I was never good enough for my mommy. 
And so even as an adult, I'm like, oh, I better write books so she'll think I'm great. Oh, I better do this so she'll think I'm wonderful. I better do this. I better do this. I better do this. And that is part of the hustle culture. So when you think back to asking that question of, am I doing this because I want to do this or my culture tells me to do this or my family of origin says being an accountant is the way to make money. Having a nine to five job is appropriate. Having a 401k is the only way. Having a mortgage is the only way to live. Those are shoulds that are passed down generationally that are oftentimes unseen until you get a bit older and you start unraveling some of this work with a really good therapist. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm on the path as well. So recognizing a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'm getting really curious here, and I don't know if there's an answer for the, for this or not, but I, I would imagine that there may be a version of ambition and drive that's coming from a healthy place. Absolutely. And then a version of hustle yeah. that's unhealthy and is causing so much of the illness and the stress and the anxiety and all of this, you know, depression that's, you know, rooted in trauma, but then manifesting as hustling harder. How, how would we know, like, are we in the healthy version or the unhealthy version? That's a great question. And I very strongly believe that all of us need to redefine what success is for us. Often, at least once a year, possibly more. And the redefinition of success. So here's the deal. I don't want people to not be ambitious. I'm still ambitious. I'm working on my third book. I've still got a podcast going on. I've got a full practice. I'm about to start a side hustle here on Maui because this is what I love to do. I love it. I love it. And to answer that question is what is it for you? So when I'm listening to the Amy Porterfields and the the Rachel Rogers and the big entrepreneurs out there, that's their journey. It is not my journey at 49 years old. uh, What if I had five kids or, you know, I lived in Michigan or whatever, each one of us. And that's why we have to shut out the noise. So I want people to be ambitious, but the, the reason is, is why are you doing it? So also understanding your core values and redefining success. So Melanie, your core values may be very different than mine. Mine are very clear. They have never changed. My top two, I have five. My top two are freedom and independence. And so I live my life accordingly. I am single. I moved across an ocean by myself. I don't have any pets. Like this is my choice. To some people, this is a nightmare and that's okay. But if we go around comparing ourselves to the way that Jessica does it or the way Melanie does it or the way Rachel Rogers does it or Amy Porterfield does it, we're not the same people. We're making this huge mistake by comparing our success to other people. So number one is do it because you want to do it, not because you should do it. So I'm writing this book and I have, I'll, I'll be really honest. I have no desire whatsoever to be on the New York Times bestsellers. I just don't care. 
I don't care. And a lot of people would tell you, then that's stupid. Why are you writing a book if you can't make any money or that you're, I don't, I, I don't care. That is not success to me. I am writing it as a love note to the universe. That's why I've written all three of my books. It's why I do my podcast. I mean, call me crazy. I don't look at my numbers. I don't care. I don't care because it's not my definition of success. If I make a difference to one person, I'm done. That's success to me. And so we all have to get really clear about, again, why we're doing it. Why are you so ambitious? Why do you want to write this book? Why? Do, I mean, I still do business coaching with people because I'm just good at it. And so people will you know, say, Hey, can you still do this? And it's my very first question. It's, you know, Oh, I want to start a podcast. Great. Why? I want to write a book. Great. Why? And if your reasoning is to make a whole bunch of money or because you're supposed to, or because of some reason that isn't authentic to who you are, it's, it's going to be wonky energy. It's just, it's just not a good use of your time and energy. Mm. I'm really, um, I'm really aware how values drive our conscious and unconscious choices and behaviors, but I I think it's so interesting that we bring it back into hustle culture because I, I, and, and one of the greatest mistakes I think people make is we look at other people and idolize them without having any context about what's really, what it really takes to get there. And I know a lot of the people that you mentioned, and I know them as friends. And so I know what goes into (laughs) that presence. And I know some of them are not happy. Some of them are not fulfilled. Some of them are what they're doing to, to like have this, um, you know, presence is outsourcing a tremendous amount of things. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's really important as, as entrepreneurs, like you said, we have to really define what do we want from our business? What kind of impact and what's important to us about that business and reverse engineer the path to get there. Right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, um, I got to a place in my business where I, so I did therapy and then I wrote some books and then I did this huge group coaching program and had these ginormous events and I became an entrepreneurial coach. And, um, I was on a train that I couldn't get off. I had all these employees. Um, I actually wasn't doing any of the work. All I did was run my business. I managed my employees. And at one point I just went, what am I doing? What I'm not even doing what I love. Like I have a graduate degree in therapy and I love it. Like I love it. And I'm not even doing it. I had become a business owner and I'm going to be really honest. I actually wasn't that good at it. (laughs) I am not a great manager. I'm good at what I do, but I am not a good manager. I was not good at managing my employees. And so COVID happened and it stopped everything. And I remember thinking, this is going to be a gift. I mean, I'm horrified, obviously, for all the people died, but everyone, most people also had some sort of gift in there. And mine was getting off of this train that I didn't want to be on because it was, I was part of that. I was listening that you've got to have a team and you've got to have someone doing this and doing that. And 
you got to have a podcast and write a book and have someone writing your emails and doing all of this stuff and have a director of operations and blah, 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 blah. And I was like spending more money than I was making. And anyway, it was a nightmare. And so now I, I, it, my life is so much more simple. It's so much more simple. I couldn't be happier. It's so much easier. I sit down and meet my clients where they're at. I do retreats in Maui. Like life is totally, totally different. It's slower, but it's also beautifully ambitious. And again, it's about doing it the way that works for you. But the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we just get quiet and stop. And I stopped working for about six months, kind of uh, about a year into covid in a March into October, I just said, I need quiet. I just, I needed to stop and I needed quiet and not everybody has the privilege of doing that, but it was the most um, eye-opening six months of my life of realizing, redefining again, what success was for me and what was important and what I wanted for my future. And I think there's so many entrepreneurs and nine to fivers for that matter, um, that I hope take the time to figure that out for themselves. Mm, agreed. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's talk to, or speak to the, uh, person who's listening in right now, really feeling this pull, like, okay, she's talking to me right now. Like I'm very caught up in this hustle culture. I'm, I've got a long list of shoulds. Uh, I'm realizing there's a huge gap between the impact I want to be having and how I'm getting there. And it feels very uh, overwhelming, exhausting, and I, I'm not going to sustain this. Well, what are just a couple of steps that somebody could take to unravel themselves from the hustle and move into more of this beingness that allows them to hear their intuition, hear that that voice of, of wisdom and recreate it in a way that's more sustainable? Yeah, these are really, really great questions, Melanie. Um, and I can already hear like the eye rolling about to happen because <laughs> I think people want a magic pill. And what I'm about to say, probably all of your listeners have heard before, but I hope it's actually Tiramia. Like, I hope you hear it in a new way. <clears throat> and the first is, you need to reestablish uh, your rocks, your priorities, which is um, John, I always forget his name. Um, oh, I like to give credit where credit is due. This is obviously not my work. Uh, I wish I knew who this was, rocks, and figuring out your priorities. And quite honestly, your number one rock needs to be you. And so Figuring out, I mean, if we all really think about our lives, uh, it's you, your primary partner, if you have one, each of your children. I mean, if people have multiple children, I think all of those relationships, uh, you, by the way, is your health, your spiritual health, your physical health, all of that. Uh, and then your work and, and then maybe your family of origin. We don't have a lot of time for other stuff yet. How much time do people spend on social media looking for followers or spend time on things that absolutely don't matter or D-list friends that I call them? So number one would be that. Number two, you guys are going to eye roll the second I say it, but I swear it'll change your freaking life, is setting aside at least an hour up to 90 minutes a day for yourself and with nothing, no input, no input only output. 
meaning don't turn the TV on, don't listen to anything. There's nobody else. If you go for a walk, walk in silence. Like people think I'm crazy when I say this, but if you're always getting input. So Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in Big, Big Magic, that no idea, she talks about it like a butterfly. A butterfly cannot land on you if you are constantly busy and you're freaking out and you're listening to things and you're on, blah, 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 blah. I mean, we have 57,000 ways that people can find us right now. We're checking Instagram messages and Facebook messages and text messages and voice messages and Marco Polo messages and Snapchat and Voxer. And it's insane. So the number one way is taking at least an hour a day to let an idea land on you. Get quiet. Cut out the noise, literally. And then if you want some graduate school stuff on this, <clears throat> this would be taking a solo trip. And you can do this in bougie ways, expensive ways, or not. And, you know, I do healing the hustle retreats here on Maui. And a lot of it is just being by yourself. I mean, these women come and I collect their phones and we have a whole afternoon of output only uh, art, journaling, processing, but no input. And so taking a solo trip, I go camping, I go, I travel by myself, I obviously live by myself, but taking some sort of two or three day trip multiple times a year, if possible, and just getting away to figure out what you want. Because that's also what I hear is I've been raising babies, I'm married to, you know, somebody who needs me all the time or their priorities. I mean, we live in a patriarchal society. That is a fact. And so there's a lot of needs and women's needs are often um, the last. And hmm. so really, really reconnecting to yourself is, is the only, it's literally the only way. It's the only way that I'm, there's no more school. It, this is what we do. I'm going to take a course. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Get quiet. Get quiet. That's it. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm just imagining how many people struggle with the quiet, right? Because Everyone. when you're quiet, you get to face all the things that you're staying busy trying yeah. to avoid. So yeah. uh, this is a... Freak out. They freak yeah. out. And yeah. it's evolution. People aren't listening to this podcast that are just coasting through life, right? They want to amplify. They want to be a better version of themselves. Not everybody is into personal development. Your listeners are. I, I know that. I've listened to your podcast. It's fantastic. And Thank so you. this is what people are looking for. Your listeners want this. But you, it's not about getting more busy. It's about getting less busy and getting where I'm all about working smarter, not harder. And so mm -hmm. in the book, I mean, I have a million different things, your schedule and compartmentalization and front seat activities and having a self-care team and 90 day goals. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of different tools, but the number one where to start is you've got to carve out some time and sit with that uncomfortability and then it will pass. This too yep. shall pass. Yeah. Yeah, very well said. Very well said. I, there's so many things I want to talk about, but I know we can't get into all of it. Um, I'm I'm actually curious at this point, like if somebody's really like recognizing it's time, I need to do something about this. 
Uh, how can they get a hold of you? And what would be the perfect first step for them to connect yeah. with you? Yeah, thanks, Melanie. Um, you can always send me an email. I'm kind of, I, I mean, I don't love email, but I'll answer any email, email that comes my way. It's uh, simply jessicabuttscounseling at gmail.com. Go to my website at jessicabuttscom There's a free uh, personality assessment tool there. So what we talked about about 30 minutes ago, if anybody's interested, gosh, am I that personality type? That's a total control freak. It'll tell you, um, you can contact me from my website, um, or, um, Jessica butts, M a on Instagram, send me a DM on there and I will absolutely respond. Um, I, you know, I've done all the things I've done events. I've done group programs. I've done online programs. And I am back to doing one-on-one because it's the most effective. And Mm. so if anybody is looking for a therapist or looking for some one-on-one love and some one-on-one help, uh, I can also help with that. So Mm. reach out. Beautiful. And uh, stay tuned for her book uh, on this coming soon. (laughs) It's my third baby. And I, oh man, Melanie, it's, it's a tough one. It's been brewing a long time. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. Well, this is the time I'd like to just ask some more poignant questions, but you, you've kind of covered some ground here. So I'll be curious to see how you, you answer these because we, maybe there's something else, but you know, when we're thinking about the, where you are today in the expression of your passion and your work versus where you were when you started, what do you think is the boldest thing you've had to do to find this peaceful place that you're at now? Ooh, um, well, let me just keep it super real with you and the listeners. I'm a work in progress as well. And so uh, peaceful is the goal. Am I there? You know, let's get real. Maybe 70% of the time. Okay. Um, I think we strive for 80-20. So what is the boldest thing? There's been a couple. Um One was leaving corporate America and going back to graduate school, having zero ideas what how I was going to pay for that or do that. Number two was leaving my marriage. I was married for 20 years and leaving my marriage and knowing that I couldn't be who I really, (laughs) it's been a long time, but it's still something I'm very proud of. I'm actually, it, it tears me up because I'm proud Um, leaving that marriage, leaving the comfort of that relationship, knowing that I couldn't fully blossom as a human being or as a woman in that suppressive marriage. He was an addict and um, just had his own issues. And I knew I needed to go off on my own. Um, And then the last would probably be this move just very, very recently. So a few of those were 10 years ago. And so it's been a decade, I've been 11 years and 10 years. Um, and now this is the, a, a new chapter. And so I would also say the boldest thing is also accepting that we have new chapters, that we are meant to evolve. We are not meant to stay stagnant in our lives. Um, and so accepting that and, and leaping when the universe, God um, taps me on the shoulder and tells me it's time to do it. Yeah. I always love hearing what people say, because what I'm hoping as you listen into the show is like, we get to learn these amazing strategies and insights from experts all over the world. And many of them have had to do very courageous, scary things to boldly pivot the direction they're going. And so I think, yeah, I think it's really, really important to remember that. Yeah. It's not easy or everyone would do it. 
I mean, <laughs> your listeners, I should give themselves props all the time because it is not an easy thing. Or again, everyone would do it. <laughs> yes, it is very true. All right. Last question. Yeah. Is there one thing you wish you would have done sooner? Hmm. Um, I don't mean this to be like trite or condescending in any way, but I truly, truly don't believe um, in regret. I just, I think everything is lined up for us in due time. You know, could I say, oh, I wish I went to back to graduate school sooner? No, because I wouldn't have been ready. Should I have left my marriage sooner? But I wouldn't have learned the life lessons. Should you know, I have healed this sooner. I can't say that. Should I have moved to Maui sooner? I wouldn't have been ready. So I really believe everything is in due time. And so I just, I don't, I just, yeah. I don't. It, That's it great. I love it. Unfold when it's meant to unfold. Perfect. And how perfect is that to really like recalibrate this hustle harder? It's like, no, you're, you're in exactly where you need to be right now. And if you're not looking back and wishing it would be better, you're right here in this present moment, recognizing that everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be for you to be where you're going next. So thank you for, for shifting that paradigm with us today. Jessica, thank you so much. And uh, a pre-congratulations on the book coming out. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I will yeah. let you know. I will certainly let you know. It was meant to be out now. And Again, healing the hustle is I'm going to do it in the time that it takes me to get it perfect or yeah. perfect-ish. And <laughs> it, 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 get it in the way it's meant to be yes, experienced by the readers. Better, yes, better there enough. we go. Thank you. I appreciate that reframe. <laughs> you got it. All right. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're gonna keep this conversation going and I wanna hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 